the the person has all of the say in the world. So you can find, you know, one of the most uh, knowledgeable growers out there of a specific thing or a knowledgeable manager, let's say we're talking livestock or, or, or cattle or whatever the case is, but if they can't, if they can't explain the message, well, it, it has to, they have to articulate the message and they have to do it. They have to have a, a positive demeanor about them. You know, there's a lot of people that, that have a lot of really, really good content and a lot of really informative content. But if you're going to ask me if I would give them a microphone and let me let, let you hear their unfiltered thoughts for, for 30 minutes, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, like yeah. just because you're, you're very knowledgeable, it doesn't mean you have the right temperament to, to be explaining this and a method to be uh, not just farmer to farmer. You know, mm-hmm. you can, you can, you can talk to other farmers that way you can, you know, but uh, if we're, if we're trying to branch out and educate people, uh, you know, I always think to myself, I, w- I want a show that, you know, heck, if it's on, on the background and, and a 10 year old is listening to it, they're not, there's nothing on there that they're going to take and, and, and say in a negative light. Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brandon Black, and in today's episode, we're talking to another ag podcaster friend of mine. Um, I know this is the all-star season, but this is a conversation that we've been trying to have for some time now, so I wanted to bring him on here to kind of be an honorary all-star, even though he's never been on the podcast before. Uh, this is the host of the United We Ag podcast, Derek Brazda. Derek, go ahead and introduce yourself to the crowd. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, uh, as you said, I, my name is Derek Brazda. I'm the, the host of uh, United We Ag. And I think thinking back to how it is we started talking, I, I think we both kind of had this general idea of what we thought a good podcast should be. And it, and it always just kind of tailored around education. There was no, mm-hmm. no kind of gotcha segments. There was no confrontationalism. It was just, let's bring on somebody cool and have a cool discussion. And, and you know, props to you for being able to to do that through college and and now that as you you're kind of uh, starting your professional career it's it's very cool to see that uh, the evolution that your show's been on for the last th- well, you're going into your fourth season now right I am so my fourth season will, will actually well we're technically in my fourth season right now but um you know kind of breaking the fourth wall I'm, I'm I'll be uh, the podcast will be turning four years old in April so well congratulations that's a huge <laughs> feat in and of itself thank you I appreciate that and yeah we had some really great conversations especially when uh, you know, I first kind of started getting into the ag podcaster community. Um, cause I, I ran my show for a couple of years, just kind of solo, didn't really talk to any other podcasters. Um, and when I first realized that there were other ag podcasts out there, I was, I was really, you know, really excited to see people like you, like yourself and, and like uh, Chrissy over at, um, at, uh, national ag, the intro- national. Yeah. National- Are you Chrissy Wozniak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Over at uh, North American Ag Industry. North American Ag. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, yeah. So like seeing people like that was just super exciting and get to, you know, get to talk to them about what potential is out there for Ag Ed, especially in the podcast realm, just because, you know, you and I both know there's so much more, um, you know, there's so much more potential for like fun conversations, for cool topics, for interesting guests that are across the world from you. Um, I kind of took a, a different route than most. I was, I started talking to people outside of the ag industry and kind of picking their brain on what they want to know about ag. And then, you know, bringing that information to them in a way that relates to something they would think about on a daily basis, whether it be, you know, media or just, you know, kind of day-to-day tasks or, you know, anything that's relatable and exciting for them. So it's been really cool to kind of see the growth of the whole, the whole ag ed podcast genre. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I appreciate you saying, you know, it's, it has been fun to see my own podcast grow and change in a variety of ways. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you, you hit on some, some of the, the fun parts of your show that make it unique to me, at least is that, you know, you are seeking out people that are, uh, that, that are outside of the realm, you know, you're, you're seeking out people that, you know, are maybe uh, one thing I like, I like you, you bring in other podcast hosts from, uh, completely non-related topics. And you say, hey, let's talk about some of these. I mean, and some of these aren't, they're not simple concepts to go through. And, you know, farming, nothing about farming is simple. Nothing about agriculture is simple. And there are so many facets to it. And just shining that light to, uh, you know, highlight, all right, well, what are some misconceptions that you have? Well, let's talk about them instead of, and it's, it's, 
I won't pick on anybody in, in particular, uh, but you know, you, you're on social media just as much as I am. And it, mm. it seems like there's just a wall put up a lot of times and it it's, it's, it's put up with the, with the, the flowery overtones of here, check out what we're doing. But it, you know, deep down, it's more of, we're going to, you know, it's us versus you and this is what we do and you should just butt out. And that's, that's not the right way to approach it. I know we've talked about that many times and, and no, it's uh it's definitely a lot of potential and there's a lot of really cool people. One thing I like most about the ag podcasting community is that there's nobody, at least on the podcast side, there's nobody that's just downright snobby saying, you know, I'm not going to help you. I don't, I don't like your show or your concept or what you're doing. And anytime I've ever reached out to anybody for help or, or just to bounce ideas off of, or just to say, Hey man, you know, you're doing a great job. Uh, everybody's just so positive. And that's, that's the fun part about it too. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I've, I've been, you know, nothing, but I've had nothing but pleasant conversations with podcasters of all varieties. I mean, you know, especially like the ag ed podcasters or just like some of the more general ag, ag podcasters are just really fun to talk to. Um, a lot of the podcasters that I've become really close with don't come from the ag sector, but they are very, uh, you know, very supportive of the idea of it. You know, I've, I've had a, a number of people say like, man, you know, I, I, I didn't, I had no idea I wanted to know this, you know, they, they had this, I, you know, this idea of what ag was, and then, you know, our podcasts and, you know, other podcasts like it kind of bring a new perspective to the table. And they're like, Whoa, you know, like this is cool. But, you know, I, I, a lot of people don't realize how interesting that they will find things until they, you know, until they're exposed to them. It's kind of like that idea of like, you know, they, they don't know what they're missing, you know? Oh yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, it, I think, it, I think that it's, it, it's exciting to see, um, you know, we talked a little bit about before the episode about, you know, how like you haven't, haven't exactly been in, in the saddle for a little while, which is perfectly fine. Cause I went through the same thing, but, you know, just seeing your podcast and, and kind of the way that you handle conversations and how it, you know, how, how it differs than, you know, how Chrissy handles conversations or how I handle conversations, like seeing the different perspectives of how, you know, all these people who are reaching the same goal are handling the problem in different ways. And so we're, we're, cover, we're covering more ground, you know, it's not just an echo chamber at that point. Now it's kind of like a, you know, kind of an ongoing battle that we're all handling in different ways that are all working, but they all have their own special style to them. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's why, you know, you can hop from one to the other and not feel like we're, you're repeating yourself. And that, you know, one thing I, I try really, really hard is, um, to try to not just find that person that's blowing up on social media or not just find that one, you know, TikTok or Instagram account and, and put a microphone in front of them because you know, they'll, they'll, you'll see these, these glow ups happen. And then all of a sudden there, uh, you'll see four or five, you know, shows that come out and they're, they're the guests and they're saying the same exact thing. And I, mm-hmm. I ran into that really early on and I really tried to listen to it was with um with with jess peters actually from uh the, the she's a dairy farmer from up in pennsylvania and i tried to listen to as many of the interviews that she had already given as possible and try and think of some questions that are different uh let's or phrasings that are different or, or fun things or conversations that are different something that she hasn't done you know five or six times within the last month and you don't, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot more prep that goes into an interview like that. As you know, there's mm-hmm. the preparation and editing take up 90%. And the actual fun part, what we're doing right now, sitting down, actually having the conversation is the smallest part of the entire process. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's fun to keep fresh. I know, I know I've got my, you know, five, six that I check in on uh, pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a really cool community, cool community of people doing really, really fun things. Yeah, no, it's, it's super exciting. And uh, I, I hope to see this community grow more and more, you know, see more podcasters kind of try different things. Um, I know we talked about briefly, you know, in, in older conversations about the potential of kind of creating a, not necessarily a network, but like a, like a, um, you know, a loosely strewn connection of ag ed podcasters that kind of focus on different areas of teaching people about ag or, or even learning more about ag themselves. And I think it would, I think it'd still be kind of a cool idea to have, you know, your, your podcasters to focus on high school students, your FFA members, you have your podcasters to focus on teachers, you have people, you know, like myself who focus on the general public or people who focus more on teaching the industry professionals about different parts, like, you know, all of them kind of having their own place and having the moving parts that work together. And then you have all of them come together on, on large projects that just kind of, you know, just flow smoothly because of the amount of, of different experiences that they're able to pull to the table. I think it'd be really cool to see. Oh yeah. I mean, you're, you're essentially talking about the, like the Marvel cinematic universe of ag, <laughs> ag podcasting where everybody kind of has their own superpower or their own little like region that they talk to or their own fan base. And if we can come together and, 
and tie something with a, uh, a, a big old bow on it that's presentable to, to everybody, that's when, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And that's, you know, like you described it perfectly, you know, it literally be like, yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Ag podcast. Um, I think that we need to grow a little bit more, not in terms of our personal channels, but just the, you know, the genre as a whole, we need to get more podcasters out there focusing on, on these topics to really have that conversation be effective. Um, but I think that, you know, people like, like we talked about Chrissy, her, her, um, her round table was doing fantastic work in that kind of area. And I've, I've been kind of bouncing in and out. One of the things, you know, as, as, you know, dangerous as social media is from, from, you know, from what we talked about, um, there are some really cool advantages there. Like I I've kind of had the opportunity to play with, uh, you know, clubhouse and now Twitter has their whole spaces thing. And I think Spotify has green room. Like they have like these, um, apps that allow for kind of like free flow conversations with just random people that you kind of get set up in a room with. Um, I don't know if you've participated in any of these or if you have experience with these programs, but I, I have not. No, I, I, once upon a time, you know, when I was, when I, so we're, we're also going into th- to year three. Uh, so a little mm-hmm. bit behind you, but I first started happened right in the middle of COVID where you know everybody was forcing it. Well, everybody's trying to find a way to get their you know, message out there, whether mm-hmm. that was business, whether that was a podcast, whether that was, you know, just your, your independent social media channel, you know, sharing your experience. And, and, you know, the one thing um, I would say that I, I definitely underutilized was just the power of social media. And, and exactly like you're talking these spaces, I, I had a pipe dream one time of doing it, having a discord server that, that everybody could, uh, could hop in on. And that's where I host my show is through discord and, mm. you know, have like a separate chat room there that, that you can make public so that, Hey, uh, say you really enjoyed this episode. Well, two weeks later from five to seven, this guest will be in here answering your questions in a live chat. Like that was, that was kind of what my, uh, hope would be and, and nothing ever materialized of it. Uh, but it's definitely, definitely something to help us, you know, stay connected. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, bad about it <laughs> when, <laughs> especially, especially, you know, when I, I took a, a little bit of a break from the show, um, it just it, real life got busy. Uh, mm. It's just, just like, you know, with anything else, you've got to take care of, of real life first. And, you know, we were harvesting and, and, you know, I still have, you know, I have a full-time job that uh, I dedicate most of my time to. I have two young children, you know, my wife, uh, my family, we're all very, very close. So when, when one thing kind of has to fall, fall to the wayside, unfortunately this time it will, uh, I, I chose for it to be the podcast, but um, I'm definitely, looking to work towards something like that, where it is an interactive community and you can hop in and out when you want to, and you can interact with your favorite hosts or, or, you know, from my, I'll put my selfish cap on, you know, reach out for ideas. (laughs) If somebody, if you have something that you're interested in, here's a a real easy place where you have instant access to the, you know, to the host and, and make your pitch. Yeah. I think this would be a really cool show. I think this would be a really cool idea Or, or, Hey, I know this farmer. I know this grower. I know this uh, concept very, very well. Uh, I would like to be a guest on the show because whenever you get people reaching out to you, uh, and it doesn't happen very often to me, but when you know when I do get that message that says, "Hey, I'm I'm interested. I, I would really love to be on your show. I'm I'm all for it." That's that's one of the biggest payouts you can have is when somebody asks to be a guest on your show. I think. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I share your experience. You know, I haven't had a ton of people reach out. I'm usually the one saying like, Hey, will you, will you please come on my show? You're like, I kind of, <laughs> exactly. And you, I, I always get hit by the, well, how many, how many listeners do you have? Well, well, I, I would have more if you came on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. no I, I've definitely had that same experience, but um, no, you're absolutely right. It's like, it's such a, such like a humbling and like unique, you know, level of excitement when somebody says, Hey, you know, I, I really love your show. I think you're doing a great thing. You know, can I, would you mind if I came on an episode and talked about this topic? I always love seeing that. Cause I'm like, man, like people are actually thinking about my show outside of just, you know, when I tell them about it. Um, that's always a really cool, a really cool feeling. Um, and I'm hoping that's something that we'll see more of, you know, not just like the whole, like, people reaching out to us for episodes because obviously that'd be cool but that's yeah that's not what i'm referring to but you know that idea of, of just having a more engaging community like kind of like you were talking about you know more people who are more interactive and, and kind of helping each other and sharing ideas and and you know shooting us ideas and saying hey this would be a really cool idea for an episode if you wanted to do this um i kind of saw that a little bit so i played with tiktok for a little while with my podcast i don't know if we talked about this yet i, I can't remember what the last thing we talked about was um 
but I had a TikTok account for my podcast for a while and I still have it. I just haven't used it in like almost a year now. Um, and I was posting videos and it kind of didn't really go anywhere. And then one day I posted a video that was talking about the difference between like a cow, a bull, a steer, heifer, you know, the, the general terms for, for cattle. And that thing just like overnight, like just went viral. It blew up everywhere. It had like 2 million views. Like it was, it was all over the place, which was really cool. But then I had a bunch of people suggesting me ideas for videos to do, which was really exciting, but I had really wished that level of attention had went into my podcast instead of my TikTok because TikTok was great and all. And I, I was glad I was reaching a good crowd, but that wasn't the thing that I was investing all my time and energy into. So I was kind of like, you know, thanks for the attention, but go listen to my episodes. Like that, that, yeah. that's where the good information <laughs> no, absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, it's like, what comes first? Do you, do you make the quality content and then try and market it? Do you, do you build a following? And then, uh, you know, when you have a, a group of people that are, you know, consistently checking your content, then you start stepping up content. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a struggle. And for, Mm -hmm. for somebody that like, like yourself and like me that do this, you know, it started off as a hobby. It's very, very part-time. It's, it's not meant to, to take away from the the rest of our lives It's meant to add to it. And so we have a finite amount of time to dedicate towards uh, all of the work that goes into this. So uh, I, I get where you're coming from. You know, I've, I've dabbled in, dabbled in TikTok. I've dabbled. I can't tell you I can't tell you what the most, uh, the best place to go is. I, all, all I can say about social media is that generally I'm, I'm a less happy person when I spend 20 minutes on Twitter, yes. uh, especially on ag Twitter. Cause talk oh, about some, some confrontational people <laughs> just yeah. for the sake of being confrontational. And it's, it's like, Oh, I almost don't even, I don't I almost don't even want to try. <laughs> yep. like, no, I I'm with you. I I've had that, you know, a very similar issue with ag Twitter, Twitter in general, something that I've tried to avoid as much as possible. Um, that's kind of like one of those big social media sites. I just kind of never touched. And then like a couple months ago, I, I was hanging out with a friend of mine who's a podcaster and he was like, man, you, you got to get on Twitter. Like if, if you're going to have good, you know, content promotion and conversations, you're, you're going to want to be on Twitter. And, you know, I got involved on Twitter for a little while and I haven't seen major growth in my show. And I've just like you, you know, like you said, I've just kind of had a a generally bad time. So I'm not sure that it's necessarily, you know, the best thing to to have content promotion. It's a great thing if you want to be depressed all the time, but. Oh yeah. (laughs) Or if you want to, if you want to, if you want to go and yell at somebody. Right. Exactly. But that's about all Twitter is good for as far as I'm able to tell. (laughs) But no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're, you're, you know, you've been able to, to take that, that very brave choice of taking a break. I know a lot of podcasters who myself included, uh, very easily burn themselves out on just working on, on episodes nonstop. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you're taking a break. Do you, oh have gosh, any- it's, it's easy to do. It's easy to burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you don't even really know that you're, I, I would say probably like what I, not like one thing happened. It's just, uh, I had one episode and it was like two and a half hours long. I was going to split it into two. It was one I was the most excited for. I got all the way done editing it. And then I made the mistake. I was trying to, to do some work on my computer, trying to free up some memory space. And um, because like everything was just not running right. And, and I accidentally removed some of the root audio files that I had used in my editing and it just completely threw the whole thing up. And I, and I looked at, I mean, I'm talking like five, six hours of work over the course of, uh, over the course of, you know, three or four nights. And um, I just said, you know, I'm going to fix this. And then it's time, it's time to just take a break, get everything else in order, get a, a solid list of uh, a solid idea of what you want to do going forward, a solid vision and, and come back. And that's, that's the hardest thing is, is deciding, well, I am going to come back because I get, <clears throat> I, I, I have people that are asking me about it. I know that there was interest in the show beforehand. I still have some, you know, I, I still get that email every week from my hosting site. You know, you had X and X and X listeners. And I'm thinking to myself, well, how is that possible? Cause I'm not active on social media. I'm not actively producing any content right now, but there is still a desire to learn about some of this stuff. And there's a desire to learn about, you know, the interesting side of uh, you know, the unique side of agriculture, not just the you know, cattle, corn, soybean that you see everywhere. And, and there's an, an interest for you, know, especially young people is, you know, you, you look at, 
it, that, that's why it's so I'm so envious of, of, of a lot of why well, I shouldn't say envious every you know I'm, I'm very 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 blessed with everything that I have and everything that's happened with my show but I'm envious of, of you know the demographic that you talk to because you're talking <laughs> to younger individuals you're talking to people that uh, you know they could very well hear one of your episodes and decide to you know dig deeper into agriculture and, and they're in a position in their life where you know they can take a few, a few classes at a, at a school about it. And if they tr- find something that triggers their interest and you know, that it sets them down the the path of uh, you know, what they're going to do for, you know, professionally for, for, for life. So it's uh, there's a lot of value in the messages and, and uh, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> when I sit down and, and thought to myself and my wife was asking me, why well, are you going to, are you even going to start it back up? I'm like, you know, I am. There was, there's definitely the, the pros of it outweigh the negatives of it for sure. I just needed a little reset. I needed to, to get a few other things in order. And uh, now I'm, I'm very excited to be behind the microphone again. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. And like, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, it's very easy to fall into, you know, it's a very like podcasting is almost an easier thing to not do than it is to do. You know, it, it's one of oh, those yeah. that like, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun until it's not anymore. And you have to kind of sit there and think, okay, well, if I'm not having fun and if I'm not getting paid, is this really worth, you know, sticking with? Um, Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's a hard choice to make, but like you said, it is a very valuable thing that we're doing here, you know? And I, you know, I, I think that, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to have some really great conversations and really get people interested in agriculture, but I think that you and, and some of the other ag podcasters serve a really important role in that, like I'm, I'm doing my best to bridge the gap and get people to even think about ag. And then the idea is hopefully I'll be able to slingshot them towards you guys and you guys can teach them the in-depth stuff, you know? So if I, like I get very general conversations, right. And like, like you said, I cover some pretty intense topics sometimes, but for the most part, it's just the idea of kind of planting that seed in their head, getting them, you know, getting to start, start, start talking about it, start thinking about it. Um, actually, I had a guest uh, one time that's a, still a friend of mine. I, I, you know, just recorded with him a couple weeks ago. And he tells me that his little brother listens to my podcast all the time, which is really cool. I had never thought about anyone outside of the guests that I have listening to my podcast, but it's really cool to hear that, you know, that even the guests that I've had have been sharing it with other people. Um, but, you know, that is triggering an interest in, you know, kind of like a secondhand interest in other people to look into the information more. So now they're not just listening to my show. Now they're listening to your show or they're listening to, you know, other shows that have to do with the same subject, but they're almost like getting a little bit deeper in terms of the kind of content they're talking about, the kind of information they're learning, the, the more, you know, technical terminology they're having to, to understand. And like you said, that kind of sets them on that path. It's almost like I'm kind of like the gateway into ag podcasting, um, which I think is, you know, I, I fully accept that responsibility of, you know, getting people started, but I want them to keep going and to look into, you know, like, like your guys's kind of shows. Cause that's, that's really one of the things I, re- I really try to push on the show is like, if you like agriculture, I'm just the one that's going to make it. I'm basically the translator for you. If you want to learn more, go to these guys, you know, go to these podcasts that have way more information than I do and have way more knowledge than I have. Well, and, and that's, that's, uh, well, I, I mean, a is very kind of you to say it's, uh, <laughs> um, it's just a struggle. <laughs> there's no, there's no other way to put it. And yeah, you know, I'm sitting here kind of racking my brain of, you know, where, where do I, you know, mine, I think I try to be <clears throat> pretty vague. A lot of times, you know, I'll bring in somebody will dive very deep on one specific topic. Um, and, I think the most important thing for you know people in both of our positions is is to try to make content that's not by farmers for farmers. Right. You know, try to make trying to make content that is, you know, for just anybody. Cause there's there's a lot, you know, and you think of uh, you know, uh, put you know, leading people along this path in their education and 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 to learn about new topics, and then you hit a point where it's uh, almost like two two old buddies having an inside joke back and forth that, you know, unless you're really, really living that, you know, lifestyle and in that industry, you're not going to have any idea what's going on. And, and there is a lot of shows like that. Or I'll, I'll listen to it if there's a, a guest, but it's definitely not one that I, you know, tune into uh, every single week. And it's, again, you, you have a, a very strong background in agriculture. So it'd be very easy for you to fall into a, a hole like that. And, uh, kudos for not, I guess. 
Because no, I, I know th- I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like um like those are part of the growing pains for a lot of podcasts that kind of focus on the things that we're trying to focus on. I mean, for the first two years of my show, it was very much a by farmers for farmers kind of podcast. I mean, I was interviewing nothing but agricultural professionals, you know, and not necessarily, you know, directly farmers, but people involved in production in some level. Um, I interviewed some dairymen, I interviewed some, some uh, like packing plant workers, some consultants, some architects that work on dairy construction. Um, you know, and I kind of like branch out, you know, branch out a little bit into like ag teachers and ag students, but I really wasn't getting out of the ag sphere very much. And from what I've noticed, a lot of podcasts tend to do the same thing. You know, they have that whole like, well, it's easy to go to the ag people, so I'm gonna go to them first, which is great. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think it's really good to have those those people on the show, and I still like having ag people on my show, but we just have to find a way to connect to people who aren't from that background and still make them interested in those conversations. Cause like you said, it can be kind of easy to fall into that trap of, you know, just kind of talking to farmers and, and having them, you know, talk about whatever they're comfortable with, which kind of falls into this, you know, very like ag based jargon that not a lot of common people are just going to want to listen to. Um, and that's, you know, that's nobody's fault. It's just a matter of, you know, there being a communication barrier there. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, so Just our like task, anything. yeah, exactly. You know, our task falls to how do we breach that communication barrier and get them interested. And then we can start, you know, kind of having those conversations with farmers and, and kind of getting them involved in, in the more in-depth industry level stuff. But we got to get them on that, you know, on the same page as us first. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. <laughs> okay. Where, so you, you, your show's been through, I mean, I, I won't say there's, you know, different versions of it but as you said uh when you started off it was more kind of farmer to farmer content sure and now that you're doing you're branching out and and talking to all kinds of different people um what format do you like better oh man you know it's really tough um my longest episodes which longest doesn't mean best but you know, my, my longest episodes tend to be with the non-ag folks, particularly the non-ag podcasters, um, just because they tend to ask really good, really good questions. Um, so I'll, I'll break my demographic into three parts. I guess you can kind of make it four, but I have people from ag backgrounds, um, and typically those are more industry professionals or teachers or students. I only have a few ag podcasters in that category, and that's why I said you can like almost make it a fourth category, but not kind of. Um, and then I have people who don't come from ag backgrounds that are podcasters. And then I have people who don't come from ag backgrounds and are not podcasters. And they have three diff- very different types of conversations. Like my ag conversations are usually like 30 minutes and it's very question-based and it's very information heavy. And like, that's about it. And then like my non-ag podcasters, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of conversation, a lot of interesting questions on both ends. And then my non-ag non-podcasters have like good questions, but they're almost like too nervous to ask them. And so you know, there's a little bit like, I would say the the most exciting conversations I've had comes from that middle category of like the non-ag podcasters. Um, but some of my favorite conversations have been with the ag folks and the non-ag non-podcasters just because they have like completely opposite perspectives of things, but that makes conversations interesting, right? Because they're going to bring two completely different points to the exact same topic. And I love seeing that sort of thing happen at the conversation. So it's hard to say there's just one group that I love talking to more than any others, just because that, you know, the whole reason I have them all on there is because they're, they're fun to talk to overall. But I think some of the most valuable and some of the most rich conversations I've had have probably been with those non-ag podcasters. Well, and and that's, that's uh, understandable, right? Mm-hmm. Cause they, you know, they, they know how to ask questions and they know how to, you know, keep the, keep the conversation going. So it doesn't surprise me that that's the longest episodes that you record. Right. You know, the, the other thing, and I'm right here on the, I got the cusp, it's on the, on the, on the tip of my tongue and I'm, I'm losing my thought as I'm actually saying it. <laughs> um, the one thing that's unique about, I think, bringing in other, other hosts, uh, I think, so <clears throat> what we try to do uh, in the education process, part of this is not only explain uh, explain something or explain a process, but explain the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, you know, instead of just saying, "Oh, we we apply this chemical," or we th- these are all the steps, and this is the why. You know, it, it, there is no 
Uh, there's no unnecessary uh, steps in our process for, you know, for most guys in their operator, most people in their operations there, uh, there, there's a reason behind uh, all of the things that we do. And it just because there are hot button topics out there and I'm just going to use, you know, pesticides because it's, you know, something that everybody knows of. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of people that would just say, well, we have to spray it to protect our profitability. And you know, that, that's understandable, not the right method to get your message out there. Cause we're not trying to, you know, just trying to change somebody's mind. You're trying to say here, I see where you're coming from. I see the thought process that gets you get that, that got you to hold that position. This is why I do what I do. And hopefully in there, there's an understanding and that's how, uh, you know, we can reach out to the, the maximum amount of people is explain, you know, yeah, we don't want to use pesticides in our crops, you know, on an, on an average year or a, or a low population bug year. Yeah, we, we're the first ones to cut it out. The only reason that we do it is because, A, we have to have supply and B, that supply has to be healthy by the time you get it. It has to be, you know, still, you know, it can't be rotten. It can't have holes in it. It can't, you know, been uh, gone through a severe drought stress. If it's, you know, say a, a weed killer that, you know, is, you know, uh, taking moisture from the plant. Like we don't want to be adding these extra things. We do it out of necessity. And here is why, and here's the necessity. And then, then you're, it's more disarming and it's more of how do we, how do we, you know, solve the problem of the of the bugs even happening you know in the first place instead of just being oh don't use this or oh don't use that or oh well, we're going to it, it there's a lot of back and forth <laughs> and you know social media is great for that but it's also also uh, can be treacherous for that so right. uh, being able to frame the frame conversations and, and you know having hosts on that that understand how to get the thought process out instead of just the uh, the meat and potatoes of what's happening right so that that kind of begs a question that I'm, I'm going to, now I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, so what do you think is, it's kind of a two-part question. So first of all, what do you think is the best approach to, how do I want to word this? What do you think is the best approach to kind of bridging that, that communication gap and kind of establishing that, that environment to have those conversations? Um, you know, whether it be, you know, like, well, like what I'm doing, focusing on those conversations directly with the consumer or, you know, using more general terminology when talking to farmers or, you know, like what, what, what do you think is the best approach in that regard? And then on your own show, you know, what are some things that you're, you know, hoping to try some ideas that you have, some things that you've already done, um, or it's like some new projects coming down the line that you, that you think are kind of exciting that might kind of benefit that goal? Well, so I, I, you know, to answer your first question, uh, the, the, the person, has all of the say in the world. So you can find, you know, one of the most uh, knowledgeable growers out there of a specific thing or a knowledgeable manager, let's say we're talking livestock or, or, or cattle or whatever the case is, but if they can't, if they can't explain the message, well, it, it has to, they have to articulate the message and they have to do it. They have to have a, a positive demeanor about them. You know, there's a lot of people that, that have a lot of really, really good content and a lot of really informative content but if you're going to ask me if I would give them a microphone and let me let, let you hear their unfiltered thoughts for, for 30 minutes, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, like just because you're, you're very knowledgeable, it doesn't mean you have the right temperament to, to be explaining this and a method to be uh, not just farmer to farmer. You know, mm -hmm. you can, you can, you can talk to other farmers that way you can, you know, but uh, if we're, if we're trying to branch out and educate people, uh, you know, I always, think to myself, I, I want a show that, you know, heck, if it's on, on the background and, and a 10 year old is listening to it, they're not, there's nothing on there that they're going to take and, and say in a negative light, you know, it all, it, it's education, it's fun, it's lighthearted. It's, it, you know, ag is a big community and it's a community that, you know, unfortunately, you know, fortunately for everybody there, there is no gates to get in. Uh, you can, you can be involved with ag just by planting a garden, by buying a, you know, a house plant and, and, you know, paying attention to it as it physiologically matures and, and, and taking care of it. There are so many very basic entry level ways to get into agriculture. And that's why it's so fun. So the right person with the right temperament is 100% the answer to your time. And I know that probably not the answer that you're listening or that you're hoping for, but it, it, it's the truth, you know, finding somebody that shares the, shares the idea, shares the vision and shares the positivity. Yeah. Um, as, as far as, as going into this next season, one thing probably that I'm most excited about is I've 
reached out to uh, some people that are very, very um, both with the you know historical society and uh, very. I want to do a series and, and it's not going to be every show. Maybe it's every third show or every fourth show or, or whatever, but it's some of the content that I'm getting right now so I can space it out. But uh, a very basic brief overview of just the history of modern agriculture, starting at, you know, starting way back in, uh, in the Mesopotamian era where, you know, how did, how did things start? How, you know, what were, what were the, the very first primitive tools and methods that we were doing? And, you know, I, I did one on uh, the history of irrigation with a gentleman from Israel who, you know, lived it. That's, that's where irrigation was essentially founded, you know, thousands of years ago that you can trace back tools. So uh, that's probably the thing for this season I'm most excited for is digging in and, and giving people kind of that hardcore history feel, but talking specifically about agriculture. Because, you know, in my opinion, that's, that's how you can find somebody that's just an avid historian has no idea about agriculture. And oh, this is actually really, really interesting. And you know, how, how, how did we get from uh, roaming around the caves to now this big, big announcement at CES, you know, more autonomous tractors, you know, on a commercial scale for, you know, there are people that I know that will probably have one of these things implemented within the next couple of years. So this is real life. It's not, it's not just in a magazine anymore. And um, so that, yeah, that is definitely what I'm most excited for going forward for this next upcoming season is dig into the history of, uh, of ag. That's super cool. That's one of my absolute favorite topics to, div- to dive into, um, you know, talking about the agricultural revolutions, you know, the, the, like you mentioned, Mesopotamia and like kind of the foundation of the first idea of agriculture, uh, the invention of the earliest tools and then tractors. And then, you know, like, I, so there's a, some, there's this thing I've been kind of pushing on the podcast for a little while that is kind of speculative that I've been kind of theorizing about for a while, but, um, you know, in, in your studies over, over the history of agriculture, you're going to find out about the revolutions of agriculture, obviously, right. You have, you know, your first revolution, kind of the invention of agriculture, the second revolution, the creation of tools, which branches all the way from like the earliest plow to the, you know, the tractor. And then you have their third revolution, which is the chemical revolution and the green revolution, right? It's fertilizers, pesticides, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, I've been kind of theorizing that we're in the middle of two separate revolutions that are happening simultaneously. Um, one of them is what I believe, you know, should be called the kind of the fourth revolution, the autom- the, the automated revolution. You know, we're having uh, autonomous tractors, we're having drones, we're having, you know, more precision ag, you know, a lot more tech-based stuff that's more than just what we had before, but now it's, you know, not only automated, but much more precise and efficient and, you know, increases like, it's almost like the futuristic level of farming. Um, so the automated revolution is one I think is a big one. And the other one is kind of the opposite, but it functions simultaneously and almost, you know, more effectively if combined with the automated industry, which is the kind of the regenerative, I I call it the regenerative revolution, but that's not quite the the most effective way of describing it is basically, you know, looking at the soil, having a better understanding of soil health, you know, using more effective methods combined with new technology to benefit the farm and, you know, kind of give back to, to the environment that we're, that we're farming, you know, so it it adds to the soil and to the environment and to the, the general atmosphere of the farm while utilizing modern technology, which makes it different than our earliest versions of regenerative agriculture. Um, but I can go on that forever. That, that's, I, I, you know, anytime I hear history of ag, I automatically go revolutions, you know? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think an apt, an apt description of it would be like maybe like a biological revolution, sure. mm-hmm. you know, yeah, or, uh, you know, an ecological revolution because, yeah. uh, there are a lot of efficiencies. There are a lot of things that we've been able to do in modern ag that have allowed us to say, okay, you know, we, we have production, somewhat stabilized or somewhat, uh, you know, for, for a specific region, I'm not talking everywhere in the world, but for a specific region, we have, you know, production. Now it's time to start looking into efficiencies and to start, it start to, you know, <clears throat> we've thrown around as an industry, we've thrown around the word sustainable for 15 years and everybody mm-hmm. you talk to has a different definition of what sustainable means. Now we're, we're putting our, our money where our mouth is and we're saying, all right, what does it truly mean to be sustainable? And uh, where I see people taking it is that, you know, they're getting involved with the IOT, they're getting involved with automation, they're getting involved with biologicals and, 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 you know, actually monitoring what's happening to the soil on like a, you know, subatomic level almost as mm-hmm. it feels like. So th- I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's, it's a, 
a very interesting path. And that's why, you know, that's where I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I, I work in, in the IOT and the environmental monitoring with all the, you know, the sensors and the technology side for my, my, uh, uh, my full-time job. So I get to see a lot of the uh, implementations of the new technology and see what's kind of coming down the pipeline. And, you know, another really big market for us and doesn't matter what you're growing is, you know, the carbon revolution. How are we going to monetize carbon and, and figure out what is, the, what, what do we even need to track? <laughs> you know, that's right. the stage we're at right now. It's yeah. Everybody wants to get paid for their carbon offsets, but what is it? What is the quantifiable evidence and how are you going to track it? Mm-hmm. And, and there are a lot of, a lot of people that are very, a lot smarter than me, you know, working <laughs> on problems like that right now. So it's, uh, you know, hopefully you would say we'll culminate at the end of the year with, uh, with a future of ag episode and, and maybe make that a, a couple hour long one and bring yourself in to, to talking, uh, <clears throat> uh, some other podcast hosts to, to kind of summarize how we saw the year. I think that'd be a really fun project. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. That'd be really cool. You know, especially, you know, like you mentioned, getting almost like a roundtable style conversation about, you know, how the industry looks, how the future of it looks, you know, the podcasting side of things, the education side of things, like there's so many things that could be covered in one conversation alone, just over, I mean, especially as we begin to see more optimization in both the technological side of production, but also like the communication side of, of this conversation, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of new things to add to the table. So I think that'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. But Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. I, I, ag history is one of my, one of my favorite subjects. So I'm very excited to hear, you know, what you come up with and what interviews you get out there and what information you find. Well, I might have to lean on you then for, uh, <laughs> for ideas and for, for, uh, just general oversight going forward. So we'll, we'll start this network now. <laughs> All right. That sounds good to me. I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to start the ag MCU whenever you are. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, uh, introduce you to Brent Adams over at uh, Tractors and Troubadours. He'd get a kick out of that one too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm always looking for more contacts in the ag podcasting, ag communications field. It's always a lot of fun. So do you, do you have a handful of shows that you listen to other than your own? Um, there's, there's a few. Um, I, a lot of the shows I listen to are kind of like indie style, like podcasts that are from just like friends of mine. Um, not as many ag ones, but there are a few ag ones that I, I've been kind of keeping in contact with lately. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to say I listen to more of them than I do, but I, I've got a handful and I, I, I can't even say I listen to them regularly because, you know, a lot of times if I'm traveling, I'm a big audio book guy. I listen yeah. to, I listen to a lot of books. Uh, plus I'm on the phone a lot. So sometimes yeah. you know, when it's like <laughs> when you're on an hour long drive and you're, you have four different phone calls on it, then uh, it, everything gets kind of chopped up and hard to follow. But yeah. No, I, I would like to listen to, you know, podcasts more in general. I used to listen to them all the time. I mean, like that was all I listened to as podcasts. And I kind of got, you know, off the trails on that one. I've been listening to just YouTube videos lately. I put on live streams and listen to those while I work on stuff. And it's just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, my, my podcasts, because like the thing is with a podcast, like I'm not the kind of person that can just casually listen to podcasts. I want to pay attention to what I'm listening to. Yeah. And when I'm working, I can't pay attention to, you know, I can't do both. So like if I'm driving around, I might throw one on, but typically I kind of just want to relax with music at that point. Yeah. Um, so it, it is hard, but I, I've been trying, you know, I've been kind of getting myself back into the habit of listening to them again, mostly to support my friends, but also to get some more ideas for episodes and more inspiration and that kind of stuff. So. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to, like you said at the beginning of the show, just kind of hear how other people do things and, mm-hmm. and maybe say, well, you know, I could incorporate some of this stuff and, and I, I see this would be a, a fun segment to do. So it's definitely fact finding and uh, informative and yeah, I, again, I wish I, li- I wish there were more hours in the day where yeah. I had just uh, like undistracted time to pay attention to things. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there are a few that I like to shout out a lot just because I think they do a good job of kind of connecting, you know, to, to every type of audience available. So, I mean, like, um, and a couple of them are, are ones that either you introduced me to, or that I've seen you're also acquainted with. So you have like, obviously, you know, Chrissy over at, at uh, North American ag, um, you know, she does a really good job and she has a really interesting show. Um, and then, you know, have like one of my favorites is Ag State of Mind with Jason Meadows. Yeah. Um, he's got a fantastic show. I don't, boy, that guy's a machine. Oh man. He never stops. <laughs> like <laughs> He never, like he, he's got, he's got cattle. He's a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. He's got like 25 kids. 
that are always on the go. <laughs> and I know not that many. I think he's got, I think he's got four. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he never misses a show. His show's always really, really good content. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I've, I've sent, uh, sent some people to contact him and it's like, Oh yeah, he's, you know, we're going to record something next week. I'm like, man, I don't know how, I don't know how you find the time. Then he's, he's doing public speaking to He's, Mm -hmm. he's a very impressive guy. Uh, very, very impressive show. So yeah, I mean, he deserves, he deserves a shout out. Oh yeah. No, Jason's uh, phenomenal. (laughs) Um, Another good one. Um, I, I can't remember his his actual name, but that guy that runs the Farm Traveler does a really good job. Oh yeah, I I've been meaning to listen to that one. I've been I've been told about it a few times. I I, just, I haven't gotten to it yet. He's good, and then um, I, I I mentioned him here a few minutes ago. Brent Adams, mm-hmm. uh, Brent Adams. He, he's you know he would be a good one being a, a, a journalism uh, intern yourself or not intern a, jur- a new journalist uh, mm-hmm. in the industry because he's. Uh, he, he's a journalist first and agriculture second, but I mean, he, his show is a little bit of everything. It's, it's where I would go to get my agricultural news. It's where I go to hear about fun stories. You know, he has a a lot of really strong ties to, to the music community in Nashville. So he brings on a lot of up and coming, you know, new country singers that Hmm. are, you know, flying under the radar to do some live uh, streams with him. And yeah, he's, he's just a really fun guy. And he was actually probably, my biggest mentor starting this and, and running it. And he's probably the one that, that has kept me going. And uh, when, when I've been like, you know what, it's just not worth it anymore. And uh, he just has a really fresh look and uh, outlook on how to do things. And he's taught me a lot about broadcasting in general. So he's, he's got a really high quality show that he puts out. Um, That's and awesome. he's always available to a- answer questions or, or, or collaborate on things. So Brent would be a, Brent's a really good one to, to follow. Well, uh, we're currently in my fourth season, but I'm, I'm working on fifth season stuff right now. And, uh, my fifth season is all about, you know, ag ed and ag communications and, you know, connecting with other ag podcasters and stuff. So that might be kind of a fun episode to bring him on for that. Um, oh, he or... would, he's been on mine. He's been on my <laughs> show before. So he's, he's an interesting guy. Hmm. Um, a lot of knowledge. Yeah, that sounds like it. Kind of have to at that point. Yeah, I mean, the amount of stuff you talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, you know you have to have your thumbs on everything constantly. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, if you can get me connected with him, that'd be awesome, and we can start getting the the ag MCU kind of put together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think that's super cool. I can already see the t-shirts. Yes, the, the merch <laughs> the merch potential is endless. We have like we have an infinity gauntlet that just has like the emblems of each of our podcasts in it. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to pass it around every year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that'd be perfect. But no, we'll we'll get started on that soon. I have a lot of ideas that we'll have to we'll have to trade around and you know, we want to give you time to kind of you know get back, you know, you know, get back in the saddle and kind of get yourself ready. Don't wanna don't wanna rush anything, but no, absolutely. I mean I need I need a little bit of a kick in the in the behind every once in a while, especially when it comes <laughs> to this, because yeah, it's it's definitely, uh, you know, definitely worthwhile once it gets mm. going. It's just all the legwork to get it up and going is is where I'm at. So right. we're slowly chipping away at it and we'll be <laughs> ready for tickling your earbuds soon. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with taking breaks. I actually just did an episode with uh, Jason, you know, from over at Axiate of Mind and him and I talked about that for a while because, you know, despite popular belief, he actually does take a rest every now and then. Um <laughs> But yeah, he talked about that after his last tour, he had to take a little break from podcasting. And he told me that apparently his, his son does his editing and his wife like did some networking for him. So like, he's got the whole family in on it, which is like, I'm super jealous of that. Like I would love to have my whole family in on my, my podcast, but um, <laughs> it's just not the cards for me, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like visualizing the conversation, how that would go <laughs> with, with my, my wife. If I said, all right, I need you to go out and, uh, and start editing. And oh yeah, by the way, here, here's my, when I have open, go ahead and just schedule me some interviews, but make sure you vet the people first. So it's right. Yeah. That, that would go over well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's, he's an impressive specimen, but yeah, even he was, you know, saying, saying, you know, everyone needs a break at some point. So it's, it's definitely, I mean, I've taken plenty of breaks with my show. It's definitely a good thing to do. But um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that kind of wraps up all the stuff I had to talk about. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, or if you want to remind everyone where they could find your show. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I, I do have a couple of things that kind of come up here. I know you said 
um, you had mentioned, uh, you know, you, we talked a little bit about the future of what's going on with mine and we've talked a, a couple mm-hmm. of times about season four and season five, but tell me what, what can I expect from you? Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's a good question. So, uh, we're currently recording for uh, one of the last episodes of season four. So season four is my all-star season. It's, um, where I bring back all of my favorite guests or in your case, you know, honorary guests, people who I've had conversations with that very easily could have been episodes. We just weren't recording at the time. Um, so bringing them on and kind of just having, you know, just general kind of fun catch up conversations. Uh, this, uh, this season has kind of been a vehicle to promote, you know, some of the new stuff that came out for the podcast, like the website, um, the merch store, you know, some of the new ideas that are kind of being floated around. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just like a fun way to catch up with some old friends. I have some, some friends of mine, that are retiring from podcasting. So I kind of wanted to get them back on and have them talk about their shows before they leave. Um, so that was kind of fun. And then season five, uh, this is so season five originally had a, a theme that I wanted to do for season four and I pushed it off because I didn't think I'd have time and then I pushed it off again because now I have a new idea for season five so the the, the original season five is going to be season six um, it's like <laughs> it's like the, the Star Wars time man, oh, man. Be... <laughs> um, but yeah so season five is going to be my kind of I call it my, my back to roots episode or back to roots season so it's going to be about going back to <laughs> You know, talking to my ag uh, ag industry based people like I did with my first season, um, having more conversations about better ways to educate the public and to kind of connect people um, to agriculture. And, you know, so that, that's going to be a bit of a shorter season, but it's going to have a lot more like ag podcasters and other ag industry people to kind of really get some fun conversations going about that. Um, I might do some little like tech showcases here and there just because I used to love doing those. Um, so that's season five. And then season six is going to be ag around the world. So I'm going to be getting guests from all different countries to talk about, you know, ag in their country, how it functions. And then like from the consumer point of view, what their perspective is on ag in their country. Awesome. So, well, yeah. Uh, let me know when you come, when you come around to, uh, booking people for that. Cause I have a, that was, uh, still is i mean always kind of a part of the vision is you know showcasing unique ag from around the world so i uh my team is uh is we're we're pretty small and we're very international so if i can help facilitate you meeting anybody from um uh from around the around the world just let me know oh man i could i'd love to give you some context uh, (laughs) of some people to to talk to yeah no that'd be fantastic i've been i have a few connections in some different countries i have some friends (coughs) in australia some in ireland but I could definitely use some contacts for some other countries because I, I've been struggling a little, a little bit to get some friends in that area. Absolutely. So awesome. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in a, I, I kind of run into the problem of like, I'll work myself until I'm about to, about to pass out. And then I will take a break and like, like right when I'm like, you know, I need to keep working. I'll run out of ideas. As soon as I take a break, all of a sudden <laughs> I have a ton of ideas and I'm like, Oh, I want to work on stuff, but no, I'm on break. So I have to like force myself to, relax so i have ideas for episodes on end i just need to give myself time to actually get them done and not try to rush them all out at once oh i know it's uh (laughs) so Uh, you're still you're still young and full of energy so (laughs) yeah so i that's i mean that's been my thing but um well i I didn't even cut you off sorry what were you gonna say no no i was just gonna say are you willing to say on the on air what what's been some of your favorite episodes so far Oh, sure. I, you know, I've, I've had this conversation a couple of times on other people's podcasts, um, as, as well as my own. Um, it, 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 man, it's really hard to say. It really depends on the context because I have some episodes that were really fun. I have some episodes that I was really impressed by just like the amount of, you know, information or the guests. And I've had some episodes that were just like, you know, just in general, I was really excited for leading up to. Uh, so, I mean, like one of my most fun episodes was uh, a guest of mine uh, during my third season, I want to say. So a few months ago, um, her name's Natasha. She's phenomenal. Her and I did a whole episode on uh, Star Wars and agriculture, and it was so much fun. It was like an hour and a half, one of the longest episodes I ever did. We just sat there and we talked about all the different like planets of Star Wars and like, okay, well, how could they sustain farming? Okay, well, they can't. So they must go here to do it. Like, it was like this whole like, like conspiracy theory level like you know there's yarn all over our walls like we're taping things like trying to figure out how ag would work in star wars so that was a really fun one just because of the goofiness of it um i had an interview with temple grandin that was one of my earliest interviews in my first season that was really like i was nervous as, as heck the entire time so like the the quality of my questions was not great but i was super excited just to have her on the show so that was a really fun one 
that um, was kind of, that was kind of your uh that 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 seemed like a kind of a turning point for you almost mm-hmm. i mean that was that was your i'm i'm official i'm going to keep <laughs> i'm going to do this i mean cuz she's a she's a very very good speaker mm-hmm. and probably one of the smartest people that i've ever heard talk just right. uh i mean she's just in, intelligent and she's uh, very personable yeah. to listen to no she and she's that phenomenal was, that was a really cool. I was hoping you'd say that was one. I think <laughs> I, that's probably one of my favorite one of your episodes is uh, is the Temple Grandin one. Yeah, I mean that's everyone I talked to like that's like their go to is like man the Temple Grandin episode has to be your best one. And like I think it was a really good episode. I'm just the only reason that's not like top of my list is because of my quality during the episode. Like I'll I'll re listen to that episode and be like man this this is such a good episode but I sound terrible like you could tell I'm nervous <laughs> the entire time. So it's it, easy to be overly critical of yourself. I, yeah. I've learned to stop listening to the, to the sound of my voice. <laughs> yeah. So that is definitely one of my, one of my favorites just because of the raw, you know, like I, Temple Grandin has been one of my idols since I was like 13 and I first started taking interest in livestock. So that was a, a huge one for me. Um, and then I'd say probably my most successful episode. And one of the episodes, actually the episode that I have listened to the most, I listen to this episode all the time um, was with Kevin Kwan. It was my first interview of the podcast um because my my first three or four episodes were just me and when i had when i had co-host it was just my co-host and i just talking about general topics uh kwan was my first like official interview and he was my ag teacher at the time and he was the biggest supporter of the podcast he was kind of my my mentor um through all this and a few months after his episode came out he passed away and so i reposted his episode as kind of like a way of like closure for myself and for all of his family and, and, you know, everyone listened to his episode and that like to this day, it's like, no, none, none of my episodes have come even close to touching that episode in terms of views. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, I, I want that episode to stay in my top just because it's done so much for the community and for myself. And I still listen to it when I need motivation and kind of need a, you know, a kick in a kick in the butt to get going and start working on things again. So it's, that one has definitely served me the most. Um, but it is a hard one to listen to just because, you know, a lot of us still miss him. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, it's powerful stuff, you know, but it's, it's so important that you have that and you will always have that, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that piece of audio that you can turn back to. And you, like you said, when you need some motivation or you need to feel good or, or, you know, you just in a, in a mood and you need to to hear some comforting old words, words from somebody who, you know, you looked up to that's, yeah that's the power of doing this. You know, I've you know been able to, to talk to people that I never would have dreamed I'd be able to talk to and, <laughs> and, and go back and reference some things. And uh, I mean, that's, it's, it's an intangible part of this when you, when you do, when you are sitting there thinking, Oh, well, am I going to come back? Am I, am I really going to you know put myself through this? <laughs> am I going to dedicate the time, um, you know, to make sure that it stick to a schedule and, and then you, you, you hit an episode or a couple episodes or, or something like that. And it makes it all kind of worth it. Yeah, definitely um are you did are you are you comfortable like do you have any episodes that you'd like to kind of you know share oh about gosh, with- yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't think I'll, i don't think i'll make anybody mad i mean my my top one that i i've done it definitely is uh i had the chance to record with some biologists from nasa um that are directly in charge of the programs that you know are, are teaching the astronauts and, and developing the technology to grow uh tomatoes and vegetable and uh, peppers in in outer space at the on the international space station and it was really cool because when we did it, when we uh, recorded it, um, gosh, I, I kind of just sent a mess. I sent a message to to somebody. I found uh, somebody from the PR team's name on on some website. I, I can't remember. I spent like two hours searching and I finally found it. And, and they got back to me like the next day and started this process of going back and forth and talking about what we're, you know, letting them know what we're going to talk about. And then I, I had the ability to, to connect with the two uh, biologists and, um, it was just like, it was, it was just awesome to have that conversation. Um, it was awesome to, to learn about the, the inner workings of NASA as they're preparing for these and to learn that, you know, the, the lady in charge of it, you know, Dr. Joya Massa, you know, got her inspiration from a, an overly zealous FFA teacher and, you know, and she still actively supports FFA and she's a great, it's a great message for, you know, people that maybe didn't come from a farm that want to be involved, you know, now, you know, she went from just being interested in plants and, and being a part of her FFA to, you know, running a division at NASA that is overseeing <laughs> biology on the space station. You know, you can do anything that you want to do. You just got to, got to find that passion and, and you got to go forward. And um, I'm like thinking through the, the other episodes that I've, I mean, there, 
a lot of them are a lot of fun. You know, I, I think my most interesting one, uh, as far as the recording process goes and just you know, my, my reaction to it is I have this professor, I got this book, um, and it's called the geology of vineyards and it's all about terroir and <laughs> is it real? Is it not real? Is it a marketing ploy? So I, I reached out to the guy that wrote the book on it literally wrote the book on terroir. And he agreed to come on the show. He's a, he's a gentleman from, from Wales. And so when we set the recording, it was at like, I think it started at 6 a.m. my time, in the middle of the day for him. And <laughs> so I'm on here, you know, tired. It's early in the morning. And the guy who was editing my show was on there. And I told him, I go, you know, just make sure that everything sounds good and that, uh, um, you know, we're all set for editing. And this guy, the very first thing he says when we say I hit record is, I'm just going to, I'm going to lecture for a little bit at the beginning. So just let me, mm. don't interrupt me, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> a very, very nice way of saying that. And, uh, and then this guy just ranted for like 45 minutes. Like he was, I mean, he's a college wow. professor. He just gave a lecture for 45 minutes and then he, <laughs> and then he opened it up to ask for questions. And I was 99% convinced that my editor on the other end of the line was sleeping at this <laughs> point because he just had a very, uh, I mean, he, he had a lot of good inflection, but just a very, um, poor connection to the microphone uh, and, uh, a very thick Welsh accent. Yeah. So he's, he's talking about all these very, very, um, complex concepts between you know different minerals in the soil equating to the the flavor of the wine and then uh and then he opens it up for questions and it just was like a three-hour ordeal that early in the morning and i remember that one always sticks out to me i ended up breaking it into two episodes and one is just the history of wine and then the other one is uh you know is terroir a real thing you know can <laughs> can soil composition actually uh affect the flavor of the and, that, and it's not just soil; it's it's all over environment so it's not just soil when, yeah. you, when they say the word terroir it's a very blanket term um but, but that was that was another really really fun one uh <laughs> that, that's awesome the two that stick out the most to me yeah no i mean those are really interesting topics and it's always fun when you get to hear something that you're like passionate about or you have like a like a burning question about just to hear someone just talk about it you're just like man this is exactly what i was looking for you know like oh yeah just kind of clicks and like i didn't mind the lecture i was i was enthralled by it but then i sort of looked at the clock and i was like oh my gosh this guy is (laughs) he's still going he's still going and then you know i he had told me at the end he's like i've got another lecture on the history of whiskey if you want to do that i'm like i definitely (laughs) do but let's we'll touch base in a year or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gave it some time for people to to settle into this one first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I, I definitely I've had some guests that have done that before. I had a, a guy come on that we talked about the history of agriculture in terms of US history, I think. And he he lectured for a solid probably 30 minutes. And I mean it was good information, but you know, similar to you, it was like a okay, can we move this along a little bit? You know, you've been talking <laughs> for for some time now, but <laughs> Oh yeah. And yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, I, we decided to just let him go. Cause yeah. I mean, he knew what he was going to say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he'd given that lecture probably a hundred times before and it was, it was riveting. I thought so. <laughs> if you're, oh, if you're gonna, awesome. if, if anybody is looking for a fun place to start, if you're interested in the show, you can, you can find it anywhere. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, um, uh, iHeartRadio, all of the main players uh, where you listen to uh, to podcasts, and yeah, the, the, those two would definitely be a fun place to start. The uh, farming <laughs> in space and history of wine. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll definitely. I mean, my roommate is a is an enology major, and he's all into wine, so I'm, I will definitely send that one to him. He'll be he'll love that. Um, but that's no yeah, cool. I'm, I, I'll, I'll share those around. I'll I'll put your links down in the description so people can come find your show, and I'm. I'm, I'm kind of notorious for sharing podcasts that I listen to or that friends of mine produce. So I will definitely be sharing your podcast around quite a bit. I appreciate that. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, I think, again, I think that kind of wraps up everything I had to talk about. If you have anything else I'd like to add, um, you're more than welcome to. No, I, I appreciate you, uh, sticking with, uh, sticking with it for as long as you have. I appreciate you inviting me to be on the show. I know we've talked about this for probably a year and now it's finally happening. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to get going again and to see where <laughs> our, uh, our partnership can take us. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I'm also really excited. I've been excited about this, you know, since our first conversation. So like you, I'm very glad that we're able to 
finally make, make this connection, make the first, you know, this is like Iron Man one, you know, the very beginning of, <laughs> of, our, of, our, of our teamwork here, but let's just um, keep, just keep building that, that, that yeah. visual here. I got to pick who I want to be. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very excited to, to see where our collaborations go. And as we kind of build this, you know, this team of, of ag podcasters and overall just kind of improve the ag communication sector overall. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of wraps everything up for me. Um, if you don't have anything else, then I think we're good to go. Not at all, man. Thank you very much. Take us out. Yeah. So thanks again so much for, for joining me for this episode. It was a lot of fun. I will link all your links down in the description so people can come find your show. Once again, this is uh, Derek from United We Ag. Uh, thanks to all my listeners for tuning in and for always supporting me over the years. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. And the whole point of this show or this season was to get in touch with all my friends I've made through this great experience. So I'm glad, I'm glad I've been able to do that. So um, thanks again to all of you so much. I'll catch you all, all of you next week. And don't forget, if you wait today, thank a farmer.